This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. out to see it on my bookshelf in the pastor's office. Ecstasy, written by this old southern preacher that talked like this. Man, he knew the word, and he loved God. And he's experiencing ecstasy in the presence of the Lord Jesus right now. But we're still here. We have work to do, just like them. The acts are ongoing. The work is still yet to be done. After Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples stood amazed, staring up at the blank sky. It was at that moment that an angel reminded them that they had a job to do and that they needed to get to it. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us that the acts of God are not just for yesterday, but are continuing to impact our world today. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Paul said, if there's no resurrection from the dead, then what are we doing? We are among all men most to be pitied, if in this life only we have hope. In other words, if Jesus is just a good teacher, teaching us some good stuff about how to, you know, live a smart life, Paul says, we're in a fix. We are among all men most to be pitied, if that's all we have. That's not all we have. Jesus Christ physically rose from the dead, physically ascended to heaven, and will physically return. How do we know? Because these 11 people stood there watching. Luke says, he says, they're standing there. And, and try to imagine it. He tells us in, at the end of the Gospel of Luke that Jesus led them out of Jerusalem almost to the town of Bethany. And he's standing there with them. He's blessing them. He's ministering to these 11 who knew him well. They'd been with him for like three and a half years. They'd walked with him. He taught them. They had, you know walked through the desert and journeyed together and had their meals together and slept out under the stars and, you know, crashed in, you know, this person's house for a couple of nights. You understand, these, these, they were together for three and a half years. They, they knew that he had been crucified and then raised from the dead for almost 40 days, for roughly 40 days. Luke tells us he'd been, you know, in and out among them. He had been um, appearing to them. They're locked in the upper room, and, and all of a sudden, he's standing there in their midst, ministering to them after his resurrection. He did that a couple of times. And then back in the Galilee region, when they're out in the boat, and he's over and over, Jesus, after his resurrection, he's been ministering to them. And now he's led them out of Jerusalem to Bethany to say goodbye. And Luke says, as he was blessing them, he lifted off. Would that be cool or what? I mean, what, what would you, you know, I'm standing here talking to you, right? I'm sharing and teaching and, and just 
praying over you, and then all of a sudden, what's he doing? <laughs> that ain't going to happen, just so you know. But wouldn't that be cool to have been there and watched, and you see him ascending to the Father, and then all of a sudden, there's a cloud. And most Bible scholars agree this was not like a rain cloud. It's, it's like the Shekinah glory, the manifestation of God's presence. All of a sudden, he's hidden from their sight, and they're just standing there. And, and I mean, wouldn't you have been too? I would have been. What in the world just happened here? Is he just gradually ascended, still talking to them, still blessing them. He goes to be with the Father. Now, all they saw, you know, he's, he's going up, they're watching, and the wording in the Greek indicates that they were watching. They were wide-eyed. They were astounded. They're staring at him. And then all of a sudden, there are two men standing there next to him, saying to him, guys, what are you doing? Why are you staring off into heaven? He's coming back in exactly the same way he left. Now, that was reassuring, but I think there's more to it. I think the implication was, hello, he's coming back. Get busy. There's work to be done. If you just keep standing here, then this book is going to be about the inaction of the apostles. Get, get going. Get working. And they did. Luke says that they returned. And that must have been hard to do. I, I think that would have been a real challenge. I mean, I, I wouldn't have wanted to leave that spot. I would have wanted to just stay right there, basking in the moment. Have you ever had times like that? Maybe in worship? I just want to stand. I don't want it to stop. I just want to keep, you know, just, Lord, you're so good. And to just stay in that place. And there are prayer times. There are if you've never had that experience, then listen to me. You need to get alone with the Lord somewhere, sometime. Because he wants you to have those kinds of intense, intimate, you know, fellowship in the spirit where he is with you and you know it. And you're enjoying him and you're just basking in his glory and enjoying his presence. But you can't stay there. You can't stay there. There's work to be done. The day is coming, you know, the marriage supper of the Lamb. The, the day is coming when we are going to have that intense intimacy and fellowship and that worship that'll never end. And it'll all eternity. It's going to be wonderful. Lester Sumrall, some of you may remember his name, a preacher that went home to be with the Lord a number of years ago. But he wrote a little book, one of the sweetest little booklets about worship and intimacy in the Holy Spirit. I love the title because it always freaked people out to see it on my bookshelf in the pastor's office. Ecstasy, written by this old Southern preacher that talked like this. But man, he knew the word and he loved God. And he's experiencing ecstasy in the presence of the Lord Jesus right now. But we're still here. We have work to do, just like them. The acts are ongoing. The work is still yet to be done. And he has sent us even as he sent them. And so they return, Luke says. Verse 13 says, when they had entered, meaning they had entered the city of Jerusalem. Remember, it's a walled city, the old city of Jerusalem. When they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. 
And then he names the 11, you know, those that were there. And these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And that's a good thing. They got it right. See, that's the first order of business. A lot of times we, we want to, man, we think we got to get these programs in place and we got to do this and we got to do that and we need to. And, and he says, number one, first order of business, be in agreement on your knees. That's the first order of business. I believe it was Oswald Chambers who wrote, prayer is the work. Prayer is the work. If God doesn't build the house, those who build labor in vain, the Bible says. Prayer is the work. These men got it right, man. They came back. Man, we got to get going. We got to get busy. He sent us into the world. What do we do? Well, we need to go pray. That's right. That's right. That's the first order of business. Get together and pray. Spend time on your knees in agreement. And I believe as they were praying, they were, they were studying the Scripture together, and that's because of the pattern that I see ongoing in these men who knew the Lord. They were men of prayer, they were men of the Word, and then they were men of action. Now, Peter, as we know, sometimes got things a little bit out of order, a little bit out of kilter. Sometimes for Peter, it was action and then prayer in the Word. And again, we see that not, you know, he's learning. He's not yet filled with the Spirit. That comes in chapter 2. And so we're going to see that he stumbles here in the process. But the first part, they got right. They gathered together and pray. And they were apparently in the Word together. And it seems that Peter knew the Word. He had a working knowledge. You know, yeah, he's, he's a fisherman. He's not a priest. He's not a Bible teacher at this point. But he had that working knowledge. He'd been with Jesus, walking with Jesus, learning from Jesus, spending time in prayer with Jesus. And so he, he had that the word was, was in him for the Holy Spirit to bring up and, and bring out. Do you realize he promises to do that in your life? That he will bring to your remembrance the things that Jesus spoke? It, it, I mean, you, you need to have read it. You need to know it. It needs to be in there somewhere. But then he will bring it up as you need it. And that's what he does with Peter. Verse 15 says, in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. So remember, they're gathered together, and we're told in chapter 2 that they were 10 days. They were just praying and seeking the Lord and waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. And in those days, Peter saw something in the Word, and he stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.